Hey, Paul. Hey, Fab. How are you? Good. You? Good. Last show of 2022? Yes. How's it feel? I don't know. We've been doing this for four years now? Three years? I don't know. I, I forget what year it is now. We, you know, 2019, um, 2020, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. Time flies. So. Yeah. <laughs> so all that being said, this show is probably going to be posted uh, in the new year, so in 2023. Uh, so I think it's a very timely topic because uh, although, uh, you know, it's usually the beginning of the end of the year, beginning of years are usually times when sales leaders kind of reevaluate their teams, make sure they have the right players in place. If they don't have the right players, they need to recruit people. Uh, if they, you know, they need to unfortunately let go of people and stuff like that. So one question that that you encounter regularly and I've heard also a lot is expertise. So do salespeople need to be experts in the products they sell or how much expertise does a salesperson need to have in the product they sell? I think that's something a lot of leaders question, right? And, and we've all heard it, right? Like, oh, well, we sell IT solutions, so I need to find an IT expert to, to sell this. Or uh, I sell, you know, paralegal services. So I need like, I'm not going to hire a lawyer, but I need maybe some paralegals to, to do the selling. Or uh, I sell accounting software, so I need, and I speak to accountants, so I need accountants, people with accounting backgrounds to sell uh, so they can speak to them. Um, and what we're going to try to do is answer that question, obviously. Uh, so as a sales leader, uh, what, what are you expecting your salespeople to do in terms of product expertise? So, so that's a great question. So there's two ways of approaching it. So let's say you're a company, you're looking for someone you're looking for, some, or, or you're establishing a company and it's a, it's a product that requires some expertise to implement. You need to ask yourself seriously. Are you, are you pushing a product or is your product solving a problem? So that's the mm -hmm. first question. And your salespeople before being any kind of expert in the product need to be consultative, communicative, and be able to find out what the client objectives are. So if your client, if your rep doesn't have that, then your representative won't be able to sell no matter how much of an expert he is or she mm -hmm. is, right? Because they're not taking the time to figure out the objectives. Now, that we know, right? We've talked about this a lot. But what, what some people wonder is like, well, won't it be easier if my guy knows everything about our product and can, you know, really has the expert solution? Well, there's two ways of looking at that, right? It can be dangerous because if your guy goes into a ramble on solution based pitch, you know, three seconds after he's talking to the client, it doesn't matter how much of an expert he is, he's not being consultative. He's trying to treat it as a transaction. And that's a worry. So for me, do salespeople have to have expertise in the products they sell if it's a really complex product? The answer is no. And the answer is no, because if you have a, a, an expert back at the office or someone who can support the solution you're going to present, it's probably the best situation. And often it'll impede the conversation because that expert wants to just push his solution. Whereas a good salesperson takes the time to really ask the questions of what the challenge is enabling, uh, sorry, disabling the client to do or what the opportunity would enable the client to do. And sometimes when you have the expertise, you just want to jump in on it. I'll give you a very practical example. Let's say you walk into the doctor, you say you've got a sore finger. Oh, I've seen sore fingers a lot. You, you have this, this, that, and we're going to fix it. And then the, let's say that doctor doesn't ask any questions. Well, that's what some salespeople act like. 
I've seen sore fingers. These are all the solutions, whereas they don't find out what really is the cause of the sore finger and why they want to fix the sore finger. I don't know if that's good enough. Mm. There you go. Um, yeah. So what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. Like, I think, and, and we've all seen this, and it, you know, whether whether you're hiring an expert or you're putting a lot of money in product training, we've all we, we've seen this a lot, where it's like sales leader feel, feel sales leaders feel their sales team has to know the product inside out to be able to sell it and invariably it it, it can become an achilles heel where it's you know you're in a conversation and the second you hear product review oh we do product reviews boom this is what i'm i'm hooking on to right yeah. or uh you know pipeline management well you know we have a crm component so this is actually what we do you know, or uh, you know, account collectible. Oh, well, we have like, you know, automated reminders. So, you know, that helps collectibles or, or whatever, collecting uh, revenue. So I think you're right. Product expertise can be a dangerous Achilles heel. I don't think it can necessarily, it has to be a, 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 a negative, but it can definitely be a trick, right? So, I mean, I think you can have great product experts that are also great consultative sellers. Uh, and obviously, you know, I don't think we're saying your, your salespeople have to know nothing about your product, right? You want to be able to know enough about your product to be able to, to as you're disqualifying your people through your sales process to see whether you're, you're, what you're going to offer at the end of the day is actually solving their solution. Um, but you're right. I don't, I don't believe that product expertise is an absolute necessary necessity. And as you mentioned, you know, when there's a complex product, there's usually some sort of a engineering expertise team that'll come in and you know you're the salesperson you're in charge of the sale like you're collecting all the information all the pains and the needs and the impact that all this is having on the company and then you're packaging it all then you're sitting with your you know sales engineer or whatever to build the solution and and whatnot like there's usually an expert in there when when a high degree of expertise is required um, so I agree with you. I don't think, I don't think expertise is an absolute must. And I think it's sometimes, I think I like what you said offline before we started, like it, it can be a veil, right? Yeah. Like it could be like, oh, I'm training my team. Like they know the product inside out. But, um, so on that note, you know, as a sales leader, then what should I do? If, if we agree that sales people don't need to be experts, what should a sales leader do? What should they be looking for? Right. Or, or what do you mean? So so, okay, so what should they do? So when they're hiring people, they should be looking for the strengths of salespeople, not of yeah. the expert, right? Particularly if they yeah. have experts in-house. But here, one thing I'd like to say before we go there is that I've seen this so many times, <laughs> you know, they take, oh, this guy knows everything about our product. He's really good at it. And then you, you put him in a room in front of a bunch of clients, potential clients, and it goes nowhere because yeah. that person doesn't connect. The most important, yeah. you know, and we've said this a million times, but the most important uh, behavior or, or, or quality that you want in a representative is the capacity to communicate and understand the client's desires, needs, and motivations. Um, right. And being an expert in your product does not guarantee that at all. If anything, like you said, or like I apparently said, it's a veil. <laughs> it's a yeah. veil that could be dangerous. So yeah. What, what do you do? Well, you need to make sure that when you're hiring your people, that you're basing it on what will help you create that communication. Now, 
I've seen so many companies, particularly companies with complex products, give all this product training and then they send their reps out there. Well, what does that do? So here I'm a rep. My company is spending a ton of time giving me product training. What are you going to start doing? You're going to start talking about the product because you just had a four-hour session the day before or a three-week session and you learned everything about the machine, right? So then, but in, in a B2B world, 99% of the time, the per person you're selling to doesn't give a crap about your machine. <laughs> they right. don't give a crap about your, 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 your solution even. What they want is, hey, man, does your solution fix my problem? Yeah. And what they do often in these worlds is that they see their B2B product like a B2C product. They're like, yeah. oh, this is shiny. It's exciting. Because a B2C product, when you're buying a guitar, I do care about how pretty it is and how nice it is. And I, I, I'm not just trying to write songs. I'm trying to buy a guitar that looks good and feels good. So yeah. So what should a sales leader do? Sorry, I did a big tangent. <laughs> what, what should a sales leader do is they should specifically hire to the point that's going to help them maximize the efficiency of what they're trying to sell, right. right? So if they say to themselves, well, all my salespeople have to be experts because they need to be able to find the solutions because I've got no subject matter experts. Fine, you're right, because they are the subject matter experts. But before that, they need to know how to sell. And to sell is to find out what it is that you do. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you're right. And I mean... As you were saying, I think, you know, your sales skills are going to be more important than, and all this stuff you've talked about, you know, over the weeks and years or whatever, like, you know, your, your motivation, like, why are they there? And, you know, all, all this stuff that impacts like a quality of a salesperson because the product training, I mean, unless it's insanely complicated, right. And then, like we said before, there's usually an engineering team or, or, or whatever there too, um, most of the time product training is easy, right? Anybody can learn, you know, an accounting software, what it does, right? You don't need to understand that. I don't know. I shouldn't have gotten into the accounting world. I don't know anything about accounting, but you know, you, you don't need to understand like the complexities, the ins and outs of accounting to be able to sell the software. What you need to understand is how your products sell, sells so, like is a solution for certain pain points. So I completely agree. As a sales leader, I think you need, the focus needs to be on improving sales skills, finding good salespeople and improving sales skills. And yes, some product training because, you know, you don't want to send them out there um, without knowing anything, but uh, it's it's relatively secondary, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I think there are, you know, Fab, there are some exceptions and let's talk about a few exceptions. So let's sure. say you're a, a, a pharmaceutical rep that's selling a very specific tool to a surgeon, right? So there's a new scalpel that's come out. Well, when you're going to go out there, you're not going to tell the surgeon, hey, man, what are your objectives? He's like, no, you're selling me a better scalpel. Okay, so why do you need a better scalpel? Because you'll be able to operate, you know, 10% more efficiently and you'll save 10% more lives. That's the objectives, right? Yeah. So then, so maybe in that case, that surgeon is going to say, okay, tell me more about the scalpel. Why does it do that? And then you'll get into features and benefits. I, I understand that. But yeah. generally in most sales situations, when you're selling to a decision maker that is not a, a technician or whatnot, when you're selling to the company that's trying to achieve big objectives, you need to understand what the objectives are. And even with this doctor or surgeon, what's your objectives, Mr. Surgeon? I, my scalpel needs to be efficient. Uh, you know, uh, not kill my patients with infections, you know, and of course I don't know about this stuff, 
but in in in, in, in if you can create efficiency because it there's a few things that help well those are my objectives again i don't really care about the you know super high grade steel i care that that high grade steel is going to help me do my job so ultimately you and i are saying the same thing is that your salespeople need to have the skills to communicate with their potential decision maker who's going to make that jump to be able to communicate with them to understand their objectives, right? Mm. And once yeah. they're then if they need to be a subject matter expert because you have none back at the office, that's a secondary thing. But to say yeah. I'm going to take a subject matter expert, turn them into a salesperson, if they have the qualities, great, but they need to be a salesperson, a representative first. And, and yeah. that's what a lot of leaders get. They get sometimes a sales leader, the guy in charge of sales, you know, talks to the president of the company who was a uh, who was a production guy, and he just wants their reps to go out and talk about the product. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's because sales leaders don't always realize that while they were selling and building their company, they were probably more consultative than they thought they were, um, or they got but, lucky. I was talking to like yesterday who had a full monopoly. He was in a territory. It was a telecom company in 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 parts of Quebec. So you know. You got full monopoly. Everyone's going to buy from you. You don't even need to know sales. It's like, yeah. here you go, here's your license to operate in that area. Full monopoly. Yeah. It's, like, it's almost like, you know, you're running. Yeah, the but those are probably more the exceptions than, than the rules. Yes. But but you're right. And there are other exceptions, right? Like if you're maybe, again, I don't know how law firms operate, but if you're a law firm or if you're a consulting firm, you know, sometimes your salespeople will actually be the people executing the, the agreements as well. So obviously yeah. then they need to be experts because they have to know how to execute what they sell. But I think in most times when we're talking about like traditional sales that we're thinking about, like there's a sales leader with salespeople and they're selling a software or they're selling mm -hmm. some piece of equipment or stuff like that. Like the main core thing to look for is sales ability. And because product, product training is product training. You can train your product. You can train on new features. You can train on 2023 releases. You can train on, you know, all that, all that's trainable, but the sales skills, I mean, sales skills are obviously also trainable, but if you're looking for a quicker ramp up, you want somebody who has more sales skills than product knowledge because product yep. knowledge is easy to ramp up on. And there's always somebody you can turn back to, right? There's always a product expert. There's always a developer. There's always, there's always a way to know what your product does. But understanding how sales works and how to be a better seller, um, if you want to ramp up quickly, I think that's where you need to focus on. Well, they're very different skills, right? So, so yep. if, if you have the expertise skill, great. Um, but if you don't have the desire and the intelligence to be able to communicate properly, well, you're going to have a hard time with that person being a salesperson, you know, yeah. I was talking to one potential client just last week that wants to give a form of sales training to his experts because they're talking to the client and they're, right. and you know, sometimes like, whoa, okay, we got to be careful in these conversations because, you know, he was telling me that sometimes it's borderline rude. right? So, <laughs> yeah. So, and it can be, and, and that's, and that is the danger with with sales with experts, right? Is that sometimes because they know so much, is they can come off as rude to people who don't. You know, if you're talking to a buyer, let's say, or or a CEO or a VP, and they're not in the weeds, you know, and you're the expert, it can come up. Yeah. And I've seen that, right? Where I've seen that, I've been in situations where I'm speaking with an expert, and it's like they're they're clearly be, beside the like they're clearly not salespeople, right? Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah. I so, think, how do you operationalize this? Yeah, I think there's a there's and there's something that you mentioned in the show that I hadn't thought about previously. But 
let, let's start with what I what we talked about uh, where we found out first. So first is a recruitment level. So even as a sales leader, you need to have a good recruitment process, and and that's part of the operationalization. It might not all happen in the CRM, obviously, but. Uh, you need to, and we talked about sales assessment a little while back. Yeah. You need to make sure that you and your recruiters are looking for people with sales skills first and foremost, and product knowledge second. Right? I, I think that's on an operational level is that you need to make sure that you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, because especially if you have a recruitment team, you know they won't always know. They might assume that if we sell accounting software, we need accountants or people with accounting backgrounds. Um, so, so I would work with the recruitment team to make sure, or a recruitment firm, you know, whatever whatever method you use to hire people, uh, work with them to develop a good process to hire and identify people with with little, sales skills. Little little parentheses there when you're recruiting salespeople, you know, make sure that the people that are recruiting those salespeople understand what you're looking for because yeah. that's often the problem, right? That the problem often stems from there. They look like you said they're looking for experts and they don't know how to look for salespeople. Okay, close parentheses. Continue. Yeah. Um, so that would be kind of the pre. Uh, obviously, during during the, the the tenure of your salesperson, what you want to what you want to do is really monitor your um, what's the word? Monitor your conversation intelligence. So monitor their calls, listen to what they're saying because you're going to have two things. You're going to have Sometimes you're going to hire people that have product knowledge, right? Or you'll be you you are going to train people on their product. So you want to make sure that you're listening to the call to make sure that they are not pushing the product, that it's not becoming this veil that you talked about before, that they are uh, communicating and they are being uh, consultative and all that stuff that we've that we regularly talk about. And what I would also be try to pay attention to is as the tenure of the salesperson grows, i.e., they've been in the company for you know, a year, two years, three years, 10 years, 20 years, you're going to want to make sure that you're paying closer and closer attention. Because I find like the longer a salesperson stays at the company, they're obviously the more they're going to know about the product, right? Because they're going to see a whole bunch of different implementations. They're going to have spoken to yeah. a lot of different people. They're going to have a lot of training over the years and stuff like that. And you want to make sure that the more product knowledge they get doesn't shift away from the selling. And so to me, on an operational level, when you're talking about product expertise, your conversation intelligence tool will be one of your biggest allies because you want to make sure that that their conversations stay sales conversations and not product pushing and stuff like that. Because it can happen, right? Even if you're not hiring an expert, it can happen over time as they get to know the product and, and so on and so forth. Um, what often happens, just to add to that point, what yeah. often happens in, in that situation is a junior rep will have the natural tendency of asking all those questions. Yeah. And, and as they get more product knowledge, they start, they start dictating and pitching rather than listening. And that's where things fall apart. So yeah, good point. Um, and something you mentioned too, is like, obviously as you know, maybe you do hire somebody with expertise or they're bringing in sales experts or, or you know, sales engineers or, or whatnot. I would also monitor the pipeline uh, or if, for example, the the, the co-founder, the founder wants to be like, no, 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 we absolutely need, you know, accountants or people with accounting backgrounds selling this software. I would monitor pipeline and conversion rates as well to look at how these different types of salespeople are um, 
are performing, right? So yeah. as you maybe you're going to be hiring sales people with more sales experience. Maybe once in a while you're going to find somebody who has previous product knowledge because they've been in the industry for X number of years. I, I, monitoring their pipeline and their performance is going to be key because you're going to want to see how that how that how well that that's performing. And I was you know reading a book not too long ago, and some studies came out about you know salespeople that bring in sales engineers because there's you know, some complexity or some require, or the IT team needs to talk to somebody or whatnot. And clearly the ones that still are maintain their sales expertise and just have the sales engineers speak like very short amounts of time during their, like answering very specific questions about, you know, IPs and, and subdomains and, and all that stuff uh, and security and all that stuff, but but not let them take over the call are the ones that perform the best. So I would definitely also monitor this sales, the performance like on the pipeline of, you know, people that have more or less product expertise or people yep. that are bringing in a lot of product experts on their calls uh, to see how that's how, yep. how that's performing. Uh, so those would be the three, the three things, recruitment, conversation intelligence and monitoring the pipeline if you do have different profiles of reps. That's great. That's great. It's awesome. And I think, you know, um, if you allow me to add something there is that, you know, the, the real, if you, let's say to boil this down to, you know, you've operationalized it, that's great. And if you boil it down to the sales leader who's thinking, man, you know, I'm, I'm curious as to what I do. Um, if you have an intelligent salesperson, who is good at being a salesperson, a consultative salesperson, you most likely can teach them or, or educate them on the level of, of technical and mechanical knowledge to assist them rather than to have that impede them. And Fab, too often, and you and I have both seen this, too often the expertise has impeded the sales process. Mm-hmm. Not because, and we're not saying that you don't need experts. Of course you need experts to implement, but in the sales process, if you're throwing out the expertise too early, you're just you're, you're sort of uh, you're blinding them with babble that is not interesting to them or not relevant to what you're trying to convince them. Of. And I'll give you if I can give you another example. You know, I get bombarded on LinkedIn with people trying to get me to make a better website or to have a better social media campaign. None of them ask me questions. None of them. They're like, hey, do you want to increase your this, your that? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Tell me more about it. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then boom, boom, boom. And, and, and they don't follow up. They're all terrible salespeople. Because <laughs> if, if some of them took the time to say, well, you know, what's the revenue of your company? What are you trying to achieve? They would probably say, hey, I'd think, oh, wow, this, this person's actually taking time to talk to me. And a few of yeah. them have over the years. And so I'm not being what's going to first attract me is not their expertise. What's going to first attract me is the fact that they're listening to me. So yeah. just by that very, that, 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 that statement, that sentence, we come back to the fact that no expertise is not the most important thing when hiring a salesperson. And, you know, it's right. It, it's, it's sales expertise. It's not technical expertise. Right. Paul, we're going to have to start ending it and maybe we can tend it on the top takeaways. And that's just because my headphones are going <laughs> to die oh, at yeah, some point true. soon. I forgot about that. Um, so do you have some takeaways? That you, I have three takeaways, but do you have some takeaways that you'd like to share? My takeaway is be cautious as a leader. That was a long takeaway I was just doing before. So be cautious as a leader not to be blinded by the expertise trap. The, the Sorry, the the, uh, 
the expertise in the product trap and, and try to go for, for sales first, because you're hiring a salesperson. Hmm. So that, that to me is the biggest takeaway. And I think it englobes all of them. What are your takeaways? Yeah. Along the same lines, I think something we talked about is of course you need to understand the product, right? Like they're not going to be completely green and, and, but, but then the product knowledge has to be more about helping them disqualify their clients, right? If their clients are looking for social media management and their tool does email marketing, like clearly, <laughs> you know, they have to know that that's, you, you, you won't be able to solve their, their pain point. Although while speaking to them, you might realize that email marketing is their main problem, uh, but that's another story. Um, so I think the product knowledge has to be more about helping them identify, qualify or disqualify their clients. Um, and so during the recruitment process, it's about picking people, especially if you want to ramp up, ramp up your salespeople faster, it's about identifying people who have the sales skills, the communication skills required, less about the, the expertise. And then, uh, the last one is like operationalizing it. So make sure you have a good conversational intelligence tool that allows you to listen into conversation and read the transcripts and identify if people are pushing products too much or talking about products too early or whatnot. And if you have different profiles, definitely monitoring your sales pipeline to, to, to look at the differences between uh, the different pipelines. The different profiles, sorry. Great. Good stuff. Cool. Paul, it's been fun. Yes. 2022 has been interesting. A lot of, lot of changes, lots of ups and downs. Uh, hopefully 2023 will be just as fun podcast wise, obviously. Yes. Yeah. And soon to come, we'll have, uh, we're, we're working on this. We're going to add uh, how you guys can reach out to us and have a conversation with us if you want, because we haven't done that yet. So we're going to do that in the new year. You'll, you'll know true. how to reach Fab and I. Now, if you want to reach both of us, you can probably find us on our websites, but we're working on making that a little simpler for you guys. Sounds good. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye, Paul. Bye, everyone. Ciao, Fab.